to fly high.
Fantastic. Welcome. Uh, that was... Thank you. How are you? My name is Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Glad you're on. Glad you joined us. We will Thank be... you. You're welcome. What helped her decide to listen is because her dad was Arab or what? That's from India. From India, and her mom's a Jew. And she she said, I don't want to talk about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so hallelujah I'll um, let her listen Sorry I want to tell you up front Because you might have a little different approach For her <laughs> Okay uh, right. Thank you uh, Yeah not a problem Jessica um, that, Well that was Don't Tread on Me to kick off uh, 2.0 Rock Reflections the nightly doers of the Word Love Fellowship Gathering were inquiring minds ask, were we in the Ruach HaKadosh or our own yuck of flesh today? I am Shalak Scribe, President of Emulators MC, Shalak Havahaba, and your Yah J for Yahweh this evening. Let's get to it. We start each podcast at 
Pacific Standard, 9.07 Central Standard, and 10.07 Eastern Standard Time. If you'd like to join us on the call, just dial 727-731-3257. No access code is needed. Again, that number is 727-731-3257, and you're in. If you're new here, and we know we've got somebody new here, welcome. We hope this resonates with you, and we hope you keep coming back. If you're not new here, well, apparently something resonated with you because you're back. Isn't that awesome how that works? Marissa, are you with us this evening? And would you be willing to read the warning for us? Marissa is not with us this evening, so I guess I'll read the warning. And it goes as follows. Warning, damaged souls, damaged hearts, crushed spirits, what you see here, what you hear here, when you leave here, let it stay here. Transformed recovery is the refuge, the healing place, the hospital for the heart, the sanctuary for the soul. Our warm, friendly environment was created for caring, compassion, and love to be realized. No plastic people here. We keep it real. We invite you to do the same. Open up, share your in-depth testimonies, your fiery trials, your tough temptations. Holding our past inside is poison to our souls. Sharing our issues openly reveals that which has been hidden or hiding in the darkness to be brought into his marvelous light. It exposes the accused, loosens the liar, and it lessens the load. The freedom to feel you can safely open up in these love fellowship groups is vital. You are under no surveillance, and Transformed Out is not connected to any law enforcement agency. You are not being set up for any type of failure here. No incarceration, no mental, no mental institutions, but for you to find your new exciting life as one in your new Yah fam, as a new creation. We are not an anonymous fellowship group like other 12-step programs. Rather, we are very outreaching and promotional in an effort to reach the lost on purpose. Although we are not anonymous, we are very confidential. Opening up as a group is not to put your bad business out there, but rather to put solutions out there. We in Transformed have come to understand that people will attend our love fellowship groups from all walks of life. People from every color, race, gender, and background imaginable. Newcomers will come into our groups extremely worldly, fleshly, broken people. They may be homeless, helpless, hungry, hurting souls who have no idea what to do. The amount of family dysfunction, soul sickness, and actual abuse, whether sexual, mental, physical, or emotional, will vary from person to person. Some may be heavily sedated on prescription drugs or may have even used today. It's very hard to help someone who is intoxicated, so we encourage anyone attending that has used today to please, to please speak with the Transformer after the gathering. We are aware that some are suffering severely and are hurting over things that may be quite graphic and horrific in nature. We want you to know you're in the right place. You're safe here. We learn to listen with the utmost sensitivity to each other's circumstances. One's scars, one seemingly impending doom of a jail sentence, a repossession of a car, a home foreclosure with one's, or one's struggle with homelessness, or even a house fire where all personal possessions were lost. Some will be struggling with hunger, poverty, sickness, dereliction, degradation, a death of a loved one, 
sexual abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, spiritual abuse, physical abuse, even torture and or extreme bodily harm, etc., etc. The list of potential hurts and pains is as endless as addictions, idols, false gods, and sins. We encourage you to patiently and respectfully listen to each person share, emphatically understanding that some may be undeniably quite rough around the edges. Their, languages may, their language may be offensive as they may not have yet learned to communicate properly without street talk, cursing, swearing, or lascivious talk. We ask you to long suffer with those still working on the perfecting of their potential dysfunctional drug-damaged or destroyed abusive character. We ask as you share to refrain from inappropriate speech, but we must all be sensitive to where each speaker may be. Some may have never opened up a Bible before and may have no clue who the Messiah Yeshua is, let alone Yahweh or the Ruach HaKadosh, Holy Spirit. We can never assume that everyone is at the same place in the relationship with the Creator. Some may not know Him at all, and some may in fact have had bizarre church experiences whereby the Ruach of love was pursuing them, yet could not receive that love or may have rejected Yah love as he was trying to save them. We cannot possibly begin to stop, censor, or filter anyone's sharing. There is a saying that truly applies in transform. We cannot become so heavenly minded that we are of no earthly good. Staying relatable will assist us greatly in working sacred Kippe Kodesh Step 12, which is essentially helping others correctly in the standard of leadership set forth for Transformers in the Kodesh Scriptures. Hallelujah. That having been said, we're going to move into the seventh bodybuilder, our Ahava or love offering. And this offering goes to support our radio and prison ministries, uh, which Stephen Shipley is breaking us into the Kansas penal system, our faith favor farms, our houses of worship, and our Yahability ministries. One thing to note, actually there's quite a bit to note, Malachi 3.8 clearly states, Will a man rob Elohim? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what have we robbed you? In the tithe and the offering. You are cursed with a curse for the nation, all of it. You are robbing me. Bring all the tithe into my storehouse, or into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house, in my house, and test me now with this, says Yahweh of hosts, whether I will not open up the storehouses of heaven for you, but I will not open up the windows of Shamayim for you, and pour out a better coat until there is no sufficiency of room to store it. And I will rebuke the devourer for you, and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground against you, nor shall your vine miscarry against you. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the field, says Yahweh of hosts, and all nations shall call you Berchot, for you shall be a delightful land, says Yahweh of hosts. Your words have been strong against me, says Yahweh. Yet you say, what have we spoken against you? You have said, it is vanity to serve Elohim. And what profit is it that we have kept his, his charge and that we have walked as mourners before Yahweh of hosts? And now we are calling the arrogant Berachot. Not only are the doers of wickedness built up, but they also test Elohim and escape. 
Then those fearing Yahweh spoke together, each man to his neighbor, and Yahweh gave attention and heard. And a book of remembrance was written before him for those who feared Yahweh and for those esteeming his name. And they shall be mine, says Yahweh of hosts, for the day that I will make up my treasure, and I will pity them as a man has pity on his son who serves him. Then you shall return and see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between him who serves Elohim and him who does not serve him. Hallelujah. Now one thing to note in all of that is we see in the second half of the book, in Second Corinthians 9, 6, and 7, where Abba Yah expects us to give with a, cheer, with a cheerful heart. We're told that if we sow sparingly, we're going to reap sparingly. But if we sow liberally, we'll reap liberally. Now there's that statement up here where it says, you know, are we supposed to walk as mourners before Yahweh? If something in Malachi 3, 8 to 18 said anything about people being sad, it was only because of their preconceived incorrect notion of what Yahweh wanted. Otherwise, it would be unreasonable for Yahweh to expect us to give with a happy heart. Abba Yah wants us to have a happy countenance. He wants us to have a happy heart. He wants us to be attractive to the world so that we draw it to him, not push it away from him. And I think that's where a lot of people make a major mistake is they look at serving Yah as some sort of drudgery, as some sort of chore that has to be accomplished. That's not the case. Abba wants to pour out his berachot on us, both in the spiritual or the ruach world, in his realm, in our hearts, in our inner man. He wants to live there and dwell there. In Shamaim as on earth, he wants to take up residence in our heart. If Yah dwells within us, somehow we've got to figure out a way to allow him at least to get to our lips. And if that knowledge of him doesn't get to our lips and cause us to smile, there's something wrong with our understanding. All that having been said, if you're not new here, or if you are, and you like what you've heard so far, or you're back again and you feel like this program is ministering to you, then we would encourage you to fall in to Aviyah's plan of being a better chot to us here on earth and going to give.yahweh.love. It's a cost-free pay, uh, PayPal pay portal. Everything you donate is go- goes to help the ministry. It does not go to to help the ministers. 
It goes to help the hurting, the homeless, the hungry, the helpless among us. We don't believe in a 40,000 square foot building that costs $10,000 a month to support. You can go to, you can send a check or money order with a letter of communication to Love Inc. P.O. Box 68138, Phoenix, Arizona, 85082. Or you can text 77777 to 44321. It's your call, whether it's a widow's mite, whether it's a larger love offering, whatever it is, just give it with a grateful heart with a smile on your face, knowing that we cannot outgive our Elohim. Yami, would you be willing to pray over the offering, please? So, Father, in the name of Yeshua, we come before you, and we're thanking you for um, taking care of us, for providing the for the needs of the poor of those who have needs and being able to minister to spirit, soul, and body, all, every part of us, the Ruhak part of us. And so, Father, um, just uh, let us um, help Jennifer tonight the best we can. And, Father, let us welcome her into the family. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, thank you for Jennifer, and thank you for your plans for her. And so, Ruhach, take over and and do your will. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Yami. Did I get the name wrong already? Huh? Did I get you speak Hebrew? Wrong already? She don't speak Hebrew. What is your name? Jess. Jess, I was right. Did I say Jess? Or did I call you the wrong name? That's fine. No, but you're Jessica. She remembers my name better than I do. <laughs> it's Jessica. Okay. We we seen each other around but this is the first time we talked. All right, well, so, and, Okay. So I will pass. All right, Holly. Well as I said earlier, my name is Stribe. Um I am grateful this evening. Oh I'll put me on mute. Thank you. Okay, now that I think we got that taken care of. Um, as I said, my name is Scribe. I am grateful because uh, y'all woke me up again this morning. Now. You're not muted yet, Yami. Oh, I pushed the button. Muted. Well, anyways, we all know who I am. I'm grateful that, that uh, Rock and I were able to get a new email situation set up. Uh took a little bit to finally get it done. I'm grateful 
for the little bit of rain that we had today and the fact that um, that my business and ministry partner is as understanding and as forgiving as he is, as is everybody else on the line, because I was not this morning, and I was not real happy with myself at all today. So, but I'm grateful to be on the line. I'm done beating myself up over it. Time to move forward. I'm grateful that I can move forward. And with that, I will open the line to whoever wants to introduce themselves next. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yami, if you wanted to find your unmute button now, now would be a great time to do it. There, I found the mute. It finally got done. So, um, okay, well, I'm just sorry. I am like a little child all my life. When I meet a new lovely person, I get excited, and I probably act very immature. So I apologize. And um, I'm just excited with the things I'm learning about her. And I really feel akin to her already. Um, I don't know exactly, you know, where she's at. Do you want to just share with the people a little bit about you? Very quickly, can you hear me? Can you hear her? Are we on mute? Yes. Oh, you can. Okay. You can. So my name is Jessica, and I just met Jamie just for a minute. And I still have two more things I'm trying to quit, which is the alcohol and the um, tobacco. Those are my um, – I just spent the weekend in jail. I literally got out this morning, so I'm kind of tired today because it was a long weekend. They dismissed or the DA did not pick up the arresting charge or whatever. So they let me out this morning and dismissed. So I'm thankful for that. Um, And talking about incarceration, I am looking at something that's pending. That's why it was called bail jumping. The guy arrested me on bail jumping. Um, But I wasn't doing anything naughty. I didn't hurt anybody. I only hurt myself or or the couple people that I yell at the people that I'm closest to and I'm trying to learn to assert myself to strangers. If that sounds weird, I, you know, keep my boundaries, personal boundaries and things. Yeah. And, um, and I was in a relationship for seven years. And so anyway, uh, the minute the fellow got, we were homeless the whole time and that's why I got in all sorts of trouble mostly because of him, because I was so attached to him. But anyway, we shared um, an opiate addiction, and I haven't touched it. I touched it one time since February, and I almost died because it's that fentanyl stuff. So I'm not touching it, but I, but I, I have a major 
a major addiction to this alcohol thing, which I'm trying to give up now. And I mean, I'll do good for three or four days and just one little thing and I'll fall off the wagon, as it were. So I'm really trying to get better on that. And um, my life has been so insecure. I lost my mom and my dad, and I don't have any brothers or sisters. And I don't have very many friends either. And so I feel very alone. And um, anyway, and... I'm trying to, you know, self-direct myself, keep my boundaries. And I'm just like Jamie, when I meet somebody new, I think, oh, my world is going to change for the goodness and graces. (laughs) I found somebody wonderful. And it has happened a few times. Anyway, but what it seems to me is in life that when I really love people, they either don't love me as much, or if they do, I lose them one way or another, and usually they pass. Usually. So I'm really having a hard time getting used to being uh, an individual of my own. And I'm 51 years old, and um, I was with a fellow for like seven years, and before that, I spent 14 years with a wonderful man. Oh, a lot different, but these seven years that I spent with this other man, I don't think he was as good as, you know. And my hopes for finding anybody, again, is very minimal. So I'm going to just try to learn to be a single individual human, yeah. you know. It is, but it's nice to have a partner in life. And I always thought I would meet a guy and he'd only want me. And it was my, you know, like like when I meet a new person, I always think something's and, and I have had friends. It's like she goes, she was 87. She passed, she passed. Anyway, so um, she was better than my mom. She was like my mom. Mm-hmm. And I loved her. She was really a, a feisty uh, lady. But anyway, tonight I'm not so feisty. I'm kind of tired, and I think Jamie is as well. But I just wanted to say, I really hope that I can collect myself together after these last seven years of, like, following this person around. Like a little puppy dog, I hope I can learn to um, gather myself and gather strength. And and I am also facing, I, like I said, I was in jail. I got out this morning. They arrested me for bail jumping, so I have a pending charge. And thank God the DA dismissed it. So that's the beginning of good luck. And I think the second part of the good luck is that possibly I met Jim and Jamie, which is awesome. <laughs> and I hope. Yes, yes. I, I am very optimistic regardless of all the terrible things that have happened in my life. I'm always optimistic like a little child, you know. And where are you with Yahweh? And with Yahweh? Um, uh, I've gone to synagogue a couple of times, but my main thing is that kind of a private worshiper. It's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know. Okay. And, uh, but my mom is Jewish, so by birth I'm Jewish, but I never learned to speak Hebrew. I didn't go to Hebrew school, and I've only just begun barely going to synagogue every once in a great while. So and that's all I can say. But I really feel like our penal system is terrible, and I really hope that America will change and stop punishing its citizens yeah. for being poor or for having any addictions. 
because what they've got to do is treat their citizens with respect so that these recovering people will have respect themselves instead of coming out of like a penal system with um, more garbage than they went in with a, you know, a conviction record and harder to get jobs and then they end up in a sad cycle where they're not able to get a good employment. It's not always true, but things have got to change. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the way that a arresting officer got me the, that Thursday, Friday morning, he was, like, the judge and jury, and I spent three days, even though they dismissed it, it was like he decided I'm guilty, you know, and he was really into it. Like, there's sadistic people in the world, and I don't like that. I don't think that our government or our arresting officers should be into the power they have over their own citizens that's wrong. They should know that we as citizens are very important and should be respected and such. I don't want to cut you off, but we can talk about that in a bit. We've got some others on the line that want to introduce themselves as well. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you for hearing me. No problem. Who's next? I did introduce myself, or did I only pray? I'm Yami, and I'm here. And like I said, I'm just excited over my new friend, my new sister, I think. If not, you're a friend and will become a sister. That would be beautiful. I have no family. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Who's next wants to introduce themselves tonight? I don't know. Hallelujah. So this is Marissa. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. We were having some internet difficulties. We're on a regular um, cell phone. So I am thankful for today. I'm thankful for the Arizona weather and... I'm thankful to get outside for a walk around the neighborhood and thankful that Abe is a pretty good boy. As not too long ago, one of the roommates here had ordered some food and the dog just decided to go outside. <laughs> and I'm glad he just sniffed the, the delivery person, but he's fast. It's like he has been on all the action. So I'm thankful that he was gentle and that he's a, but I'm, Still working on his listening as I am working on my listening. So me and Abe are in this together as we are learning. And I'm thankful for getting my um, progress. My um, my what was that list called? My successful list. The things that I'm succeeding in, and the things that I am still um, working on my progress in. My in my recovery program, and so I'm thankful that I can recognize and do good things in the midst of my my day, as well as able to stay awake. And I'm still sacrificing. As to tomorrow, I'll try my best to sacrifice more of the coffee during this past, but it's like that. I was trying to space it out to not have my afternoon cup, but then, you know, I can't be 
Duncan Allen. And I think just getting, making my more, schedule more disciplined, going to bed a little bit earlier is also what I need to work on. But um, my goal is to have a full, get, get what Yahweh has for this um, 21 days for this Daniel fast. So as we are all learning about it, so I'm thankful that I can learn and still, even though I had caffeine, I could still pray about it and ask Yahweh to help me and rely on his strength and not the caffeine strength. So hallelujah, and I'll pass. Hallelujah. Thank you for that, Marissa. Who's next? You broke up, brother. How's that? Is that better? That is much better. All right. Well, praise Yah to the great Yah Shemayim for being so good to us. I said, I got to praise. I got to praise. Got to praise. Got to praise. I got to praise. I got to praise. I got to praise. Got to praise. Got to praise. I got to praise. Do you got to praise out there today? Hallelujah, because I do. Do, 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 do. <laughs> the Marscar, she's just <laughs> totally talking. She's got a list of cool stuff, and I'm grateful. I have not read it yet. We're going to share it tonight. Well, you don't have to share it on the line if you don't want, but I would think that that would be something to be grateful for. Well, why don't you get it out? Oh, yeah, that's right. We're having Internet challenges over on this end of the barn, but uh, we don't know what's going on up here at the South Mountain Village, but we know we know this much. Mar laid it all down today. She put down every way, shape, and form that Abaya has been improving her since she's come into transformation. And uh, she had a lot more things on the list than what I thought she would have, so I'm excited and delighted to read it. I'm hoping that it's going to be a mind-blower for everybody. So, so yeah, I'm grateful for that. And uh, I'm grateful that we got the... Uh, the male situation moving in the right direction. And it just showed up? Oh, well, don't read them to me when I don't have the microphone by your mouth. No, I'm just telling you what I have. All right. Well, she's trying to have this big conversation with me, and you know how obnoxious that is for everybody else out there trying to know what we're talking about. But, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm grateful that she's working on some things, and uh, she had a good day of growth today. And uh, she's, uh, she's doing a lot. She's uh, She's really growing, so... 
we're going to just continue to pray that that continues. And uh, I'm grateful to also have, like I said, this technical stuff coming together because it's been over a week now. And I was really concerned about going in there today with Scribe, but actually it went a lot easier than what I thought. So I got another account to set up for Ben Reamer. If you can all lift up Ben, we're uh, keeping him in prayer and hoping that we can continue to reconnect. Uh, I love that kid. I really love that kid. He was a very big part of this ministry for a long time. And uh, it's just just really great to be talking to him again. So, Um, yeah, I guess... uh, Grateful too that uh, that um, some responsibilities that needed to be taken care of early this morning uh, were right on the edge, and I was able to do the right thing, not procrastinate, but call in right away and get it taken care of. And uh, I had favor with them. And I believe when Yami and I called in today to LifeWave, we had favor there, and everything ended up working out. So that was all good. And, uh, in fact, we had an extra bet of because she didn't know for sure that her products had come on Saturday because nobody told her. Somebody did get the mail. So they just decided they were going to send them to her. And then she says, well, what if I find them? Can I send you back the money? And then... They said, no, that's okay. So she just got, you know, a free order that came in, which is pretty cool too. So, yeah, we're just uh, excited and delighted. Everything that we touch has the uh, overwhelming favor of Abba Yah supernaturally pouring itself into it. So it's pretty cool. Love you. Well, hallelujah. That's awesome to hear. Um. That really is. It's it's exciting to hear. Um, Before we get to the readings, uh, we're going to take a few-minute break. This is one from Mercy Me. Nothing can touch me, though I'm a wound. 
before the music break, so no problem there. (laughs) I guess I would just like to say that, uh, you know, I'm just thankful for uh, this day and for the endurance in uh, this race with uh, all the technology issues and everything that uh, Rox has been going through. And I feel that, uh, you know, Yahweh's bringing him through it and he's coming through like a champ. And I'm just grateful that maybe he's seen a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel now. 
on that project. And uh, I am grateful for uh, this, you know, very home to live in and the opportunity to, you know, to share it with others who are uh, needing a place and wanting a place. And I know that Yahweh's working all those things out as well in the home. And I'm trusting him for it. And I am uh, thankful for the opportunity to uh, sacrifice coffee and probably not myself because I'm likely uh, withdrawing from caffeine. <laughs> and it's probably it's probably pretty apparent I'm trying not to, you know, let that consume me because when I feel I need to sacrifice or if I'm feeling down by it, I this is my opportunity to uh, praise Yahweh and ask for his strength and actually, you know, give it to him as a, a sacrifice that I'm making that uh, he knows is not easy for me. So. so, well, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Sam. Um, Jessica. Just so you know what that's about, we as a body had agreed to go into a 21-day Daniel fast, which is basically just um, cutting out all meat, cutting out everything except vegetables and water, which Daniel did, which Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did um, right after they're taken into captivity in Babylon. You might be familiar with that. Um, I cannot I cannot say that I have cut out I will have to get to that I will have to start that part of the fast tomorrow um, if one of my more dedicated and consecrated brothers or sisters could call me early and remind me not to have coffee tomorrow that would be a huge berachot. That having been said, if I could ask Marissa to get her copy of the uh, 12 Steps Ready that we went through yesterday, I will read the Nikodesh uh, uh, Step 10 reading, and we'll go from there. Does that work for you, Marissa? Yeah, because it was on my computer, thank goodness, because otherwise the internet was not working. Okay, but I have okay. it here. All right. So I mean, to read the 12 steps then? Yeah, after I get done with the court issue, with uh, step 10. Okay, and I, I dismiss what you just said, to not have coffee tomorrow, or do you, want, do you need someone to call you to remind you not to have coffee? If somebody would kindly call me and tell me not to have coffee tomorrow, that would be great. I might have to physically hide the pot and the coffee, I don't know. Well, we can. How about we just see how it goes in the call tomorrow? We can pray about it tomorrow morning, and we can talk about it then. 
<laughs> By then, it's going to be too late. I'll already be two cups in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> That's uh, why it's on, it's on rock. <laughs> what's that? I was telling Rock that like you'd already be a you already have like ten cups just in, throughout the morning. I don't know how you're gonna do it. It's so it's sacrificing. So if you pray to Yahweh, ask him how how much you can sacrifice. Because I'm just contemplating if I'm even gonna make it for the morning or not. So I might not make it tomorrow, but at four thirty I might be wanting it. So it's it's a, it's a time for you and Yahweh to pray about for you to pray about to him and to reflect it with him. Right. So. Right. All right, let's get back to this. Hallelujah. Kodesh Step 10. RIP 2.0 Rock Reflections is an examination of yourself weighed against every aspect of a perfect walk, a perfect life modeled after the perfect person, Yeshua Messiah. Studying the Kodesh writings seriously is one of the greatest ways to go through each Kitbe Kodesh Step thoroughly so that nothing is missed in the Yah development of the new you. A great suggestion for successful, orderly, transformed recovery, love, fellowship, gathering, LFG, format is to study in oneness each of the listed Kippe Kodesh writings for each Kodesh step. Example, as an example, simply pick a weekly, bi-weekly, every other day, or even everyday love, fellowship, gathering at the appointed time for your love, fellowship group to meet. The format you develop will dictate the length of time each LFG, the length of time of each for each LFG. Activation of numerous small private intimate study groups is definitely going to take an army of servant leaders to step up. Pun intended. Love fellowship gatherings don't need to be broadcast in or on Love Live Rock and Rally Radio, nor does it need to be recorded. But to generate support from multiple locations, the virtual love fellowship gathering can work in conjunction with your local LFG. Kippe Kodesh Step Ten is an active or is an activation step that activates the other Kippe Kodesh steps. Once we've taken some level of action on any given step, we must monitor our progress through the process of our own Yah development, recording Yali actions. The actions daily and or even fleshly actions gives us a way of reflecting on our behaviors, good or bad, never for condemnation, but rather for conviction from Ruach. This check by Yah love from within leads us into Teshuva change or the way Yeshua to transform positively out of an old pattern of thinking, a stronghold or evil wronghold into a new pattern of thinking, a Yahold. A paradigm is defined by Noah Webster as a philosophical and theoretical framework of a scientific school or discipline within which theories, laws, and generalizations along with the, the experiments performed in support of them are formulated. Noah Webster, the ultimate wordsmith, had the Kippe Kodesh writings in English literally memorized. While in the world before coming to our understanding of transformation made available by Love, Inc., through transformed recovery, our paradigms were definitely influenced by ones misleading us through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the traditions of men, according to the elements of the world, and not according to Messiah, from Colossians 2.8, Hebraic Roots Bible. Colossians 2.8, HRB 2012, 
Watch that there not be one misleading you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the elements of the world, and not according to Messiah. Before Marissa gets to her reading, we are going to be looking at Jonah 3 tonight. Probably starting at, well, you know what? I think we might, yeah, we'll start at verse 5. That'll be a good place to start. So we'll start at Jonah 3, 5 to 10. If you all want to turn there while Marissa's reading, that would be great. Marissa. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, so are we, what am I reading now? Transform Recovery 12KK Steps. That's what I, that's what I thought. Just making sure, because you said if everyone wants to turn there. So, okay, Transform Recovery 12KK Steps. Kesei HaKadosh. It's the dedicating writings of, or the Hebraic or Hebrew scriptures. 12KK Steps Transform Recovery 12 Kesei Kadesh Steps. First, Yehu Kanan 4.8, which is first John 4.8. Yahuwah is love. The TR 12 KK step, love bites of Yahweh. TR step one, we agreed without love we were bankrupt. TR step two, we agreed Yahweh is pure love. TR step three, we agreed to do love as the perfect will of Yahweh. TR step four, we agreed to do love's deep, written, honest heart exam. TR step five, we agreed to share love's examinations honestly. TR step six, we prepared our souls by fasting and praying for more love. TR step seven, we prayed he, Yahweh, remove anything anti-love, humbling us. TR step eight, we made a list of people we hurt and didn't love correctly. And TR step nine, we ask Yahweh and the people on the list for forgiveness. TR Step 10, we examine love's 9KK steps daily in our actions. TR Step 11, we pray and listen to Yahweh, improving on love's will. TR Step 12, we practice love's will daily, making messengers by Yeshua's example of living these TR 12 Kitve Kadesh steps. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm not real sure what happened there. I kind of got lost in the moment, uh, but I'm back. So, Yami, if I could ask you to, well, actually, let me do this. Let me go back after that little bit of confusion. We are looking at KK Step 7. We prayed, He, Yahweh, remove anything anti-love, humbling us. And that is the seventh step that we asked. AANA would say, God, as we understood him, or as we understand him, to remove our shortcomings. It goes a lot deeper than just shortcomings. 
shortcomings is a very secular term. Um, so, Yami, if I could ask you to read Jonah 3, 5 to 10, that would be great. Actually, I think I might have to unmute her, so give me a second, please. All right. Um, Scribe, she needs to be home. She's living in the little, those little houses, and she needs to go, but um, she's loving it so far. Very much so. Thank you for having me this evening. And um, she... Yami, I don't Yami, know if she gets what. Do you have to drive her home? Um, I'm. I don't. I'm in my car at the club. Oh, Jim's okay. with me. He can drive. Okay. Well, you drive know. her home. I'll go. go take her home. I'll, I'll. I'll. I'll read her out. You're on mute. Okay. So Jonah five, or three five. And the men of and the men of Nineveh believed in Elohim, and they called the fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. And the word touched even to the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he took his robe from him and covered himself with sackcloth and sat on ashes. And he cried and said in Nineveh by the decree of the king and of his great ones, saying, Do not let man or beast herd or flock, taste anything. Do not let them feed, nor let them drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth, and let them call with strength to Elohim, and let them each one turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who knows? He may turn, and the Elohim may have pity and turn away from the glow of his anger, that we do not perish. Now, I'll be honest, when I first picked this verse, I wasn't exactly sure what I was getting into. Um, when I went as far back as verse 5. But if the contents here from 5 to 9 are not a step 7, in every possible way, whether the men and king of Nineveh were addicts or not, we do know that they were most certainly in need of transformation according to Romans 12, 1 and 2. Otherwise, they would not have gotten the attention as severely as they did from Elohim. And they did exactly what they were supposed to do. They humbled themselves. Before Elohim, they asked, they prayed, that whatever it was, they fasted, they prayed, they asked that whatever it was that displeased Yah, be removed from them. It's, a, it's a, actually a really clear picture here. Uh, verse 10, 
we see Elohim Yahweh fulfilling his promise and himself repenting from his thoughts of sending correction in the direction of Nineveh. This was enough. Having Jonah or Jonah spit out on the shores of of Nineveh and hearing his message was enough to get the entire region to repent in sackcloth and ashes. If Abiyah can do that for for Nineveh, if he can use one man, one event, to cause an entire country or region city to repent, to do a step seven, and ask that Yah remove whatever it was he was holding against them, then he can most certainly do it on a one-on-one basis. He can most certainly do it for you and I. And that should excite us because whether we know, whether we admit to ourselves that we're doing evil, engaging in evil, doing things that displease Yahweh or not, whether we're aware of that, Yahweh knows And he doesn't want to have to correct us. I mean, sin is going to have its consequences regardless, one way or the other. But Elohim Yahweh would rather not have to go to those lengths on an individual basis. And the fact that all we have to do is converse with him in a manner that he's called for and have the conversations that he's demanded, that he's expected in the way he expects them with the proper humility, with a contrite heart, with a softened neck so that we will look his way. He will take these things from us so we don't have to be threatened again with jail time, with the unpleasant things that the state can throw at us, with the unpleasantries of the legal system. And again, we don't know everything that Nineveh was engaging in at the time. But apparently it was some pretty heinous stuff that Yahweh couldn't countenance anymore. And again, Nineveh was a country that wasn't Hebrew. They were, by for all intents and purposes, Islamite or of some other religious belief system outside of the people of promise. But he welcomed them all 
in give them all the same opportunity that he gave that he gave the twelve the the remaining eleven brothers when they threw Joseph into into the uh, into the pit and sold him into slavery. All they had to do was repent, and they did repent. They did cry and weep and apologize to their brother and apologize to Elohim. Those things don't happen by accident. When Yah motivates you to do something, that motivation is sure. And if it's approached correctly, if it's a, if the weight of it is appreciated as it should be, that repentance and that alteration, that transformation is sure because it is grounded on the rock. It's grounded on our Adonai or our Adam. And it can be a beautiful thing. I just thank Aviyah for the privilege of repentance for the ability to turn from my wicked ways and to hold on to him through all of it. Hallelujah. With that, I will pass. And if anybody else wants to comment on the passage for tonight, the line is open. We'll be back in about five after the music break. You hear me okay now? Hey, we can hear you just fine, Dan. Good timing. Oh, man, man, man. Praise Yahweh. I was in the midst of uh, picking up my car, um, and I just got in and heard a little bit of everything, but not much. And so uh, I'm in the midst of uh, transporting something. But anyway, um, I have to talk to you off the line, but just was thankful to hear about some things taking place and business. But, yeah, I'm thankful to get on the call tonight because Yeshua had a, a mission for me today. And I had I know I operated in the Ruach Akadesh and not the Ruach Akaflesh almost all the way to the end of the night. I had a mission and I conquered it for the most part. But like I say, the flesh tried to creep in and I'm thankful that uh I got a chance to uh kind of rebuke it. And the spirit came strong, but Yeshua had a plan. So I'm thankful that I know when it's something that's not of him now and it's totally uh, the flesh. So uh, I do know and believe that when you focus 
on something too much more than you're focusing on Yeshua, it's he's a jealous Yah. He's a jealous, the Messiah gets jealous. And he says, don't put anything before him. Now, I learned that exactly June 1st. <laughs> learned that a lot. So uh, it's been a, a uphill battle since then, and Yeshua has come in and transformed a lot of focus on not business, 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 but on him, as I said before, and the word came forth today, and I know the young man that I'm uh, just mentoring in business has heard it, and it's having an impact on him. He's a college student, 21 years old, going to school for business administration, marketing, or something else. But uh, so I'm thankful that each time he hears something from me, it has Yeshua in it, and he's like in agreement but he hadn't spoken himself yet. So uh, I try, you know, I'm not going to, you know, preach to him about Yeshua and he needing to stop drinking. I just give a little tidbits. And then now the other day we worked to one o'clock in the morning and he had him a few drinks. He shared that he grew up in a church and he went to church and whatnot. So today, as you spoke on who Yeshua is and where he is, and we need to know whose we are, when we know whose we are, we follow after him. And we love Yeshua with all of our heart, body, mind, and soul, and love our neighbor as ourselves. But if we don't love ourselves, we love our neighbor just as much as we hate ourselves. We hate our neighbor just like we hate ourselves because of our past. So we let that become how we treat others and even our spouses. So we got to know that loving our neighbors and loving ourselves first, loving Yeshua, and we love ourselves, we're not posting judgment examine ourselves and we see if we are the faith and then we change the areas that we can change the past we can't change so we look at it as what Yeshua can do with the present and the future and knowing that it's going to be all right and that he's forgiven us and in the midst of that we remind the devil of his future when he try to remind us of our past and it's been coming up lately on a regular basis because of our uh, you know, me doing job applications, interviews, and whatnot, and then the past come up with a background check or whatnot, and he, the enemy had me worried about it. But recently, I've been exposing the enemy and just talking on it openly and being able to go thorough in depth because I'm taking measures now that those things would never happen again that happened 20 years ago. 2005, maybe, somewhere around there um, was the last incident. So I'm taking measures now that if the enemy did try to creep in, it's not going to happen, but I'm also helping others as I go through these different, uh, uh, it's kind of like uh, studies and uh, preparations for jobs, preparations for career jobs, small groups, going over things that, Yeshua hates the seven things he hates and understanding the fullness of it. 
So now that I have reached that level, not reached, but pretty much are entertaining these things, it's really becoming more of a help to others around me because I'm able to talk about it. When I talk about it, somebody else is saying, I'm dealing with that too. I dealt with that too, you know. So that's been a tremendous asset to be able to share with others and be able to give them something that's going to be able to be tangible for life for them in every aspect of their life. So with that, I just want to say I'm happy to be on the call. I'm Daniel Cotton. I'm delivered. I'm set free. I'm a child of the Most High, and he has called me justified, and he is glorified. He is the one that is the true and only living Yeshua Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, that has given me life and that more abundantly. So I'm thankful and praying for the rest and hoping to see you guys again soon. And with that, I pass. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Dan. Appreciate it. Glad you made it on the line. Who would like to go next? Hello. Hello, Jennifer. Hi. How are you? Doing great. How are you? I'm busy. I just got out of class, so I'm grateful that I've made it through that. And uh, I'm actually grateful that I took the, the that stem cell patch on my over right close to my left eye because I think I'm starting it's start it's starting to flutter. And I was looking in the mirror while I was going down the road headed to uh, school, and my my left eye was trying to move. I've Never seen it do that before. It was weird. So I am am truly grateful for those patches. They've been a blessing since the day I got them. And uh, about all I got to say tonight. Oh. Now that'll pass. All right. Hallelujah. Glad you chimed in. And who's next? Hi, yeah. I was um, trying to think of the stuff on here in the scripture. Um. It's pretty much about turning from the evil way and from um, fasting and I know that I'm doing some some fasting but not fully um, abstaining from it so these are just doing a full fast this person is Jonah or Yona. But um I know that as I've been overcoming 
about the last few months and my turning from the evil ways from my old lifestyle and that the stuff that um, I overcame and I know that Rock wanted me to read my, my list tonight as I'm overcoming a lot of things and he was sharing about because I was heard a little bit about but I didn't hear what they were talking about before I went for my walk, but um about the President Trump. So there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that is nonsense. But um I might as well read my list while I'm thinking of it. Of my achievements and as I've overcame it. And my yeah. I guess I cloud I'm sorry. I guess that cloud is that better? Okay, list of achievements that I've overcome is drug use. As four and a half months sober now, lying, stealing, cheating, procrastinating, sleep problems, reading the word, and being in transformed, and on the TR recovery calls, and then the progress towards an improvement is being independent, listening taking direction, being obedient, being diligent in prayer and obedient to Yah, a great mother, organization, step work accomplishments, memorization and learning, loving myself, loving my neighbors, my mental health, my physical body health, food addiction, communication with Yah and others, calling slash seeing Aiden and Eva, and being on time in the X39 business. And as well as like the other businesses, which is like, I can't even edit it because the internet's not working. But anyways, that's my um, list of achievements and my other list that I have was improvement. So you know, is helping me through my improve, improving my um, recovery areas in my walk with him and I was um, mentioning about prayer for the um, President Trump as Donald Trump is having some issues with the FBI and um, I don't really know much about it but I know that there's like as what was Rock was saying how things are that are going wrong and right. Just wait a minute, dog. I forget how you said it. Things that are wrong in the right, in the right, and things that are right in the wrong. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm gonna let pass the phone if Rock would be willing to remind me what he said earlier. Because there's a lot of crazy stuff happening out there. I'm going to pass. All right. Well, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Marissa. So is Rock going to come on right away or?
Well, this is Sand. So I would just uh, say about this section of scripture that you were right on. It perfectly describes um, repentance. Step seven, um, the humility that they showed by, it's like, wow, they kind of like opened their eyes and we were like astonished. Wow, we were, look at what we were doing. And they, you know, accepted the words that were given to them and immediately took action to, uh, uh, you know, put on sackcloth and repent. And uh, so it's a good example of someone doing that in the Word. I can't say that when that I'm so quick to admit things you know when someone brings them to my attention i think i mentioned this before it's like i have to kind of have first have a reaction to it and then i contemplate and stew in it and ask yahweh to show it to me and uh you know usually he does and uh then I'll come to that point of repentance. But it's all a process. But we all, you know, got to get to that point where we have that willingness to change. And so today, you know, it was a work day. And uh, I haven't really, you know, yesterday we were out of the house and stuff. So today I had to catch up on a few things in the morning. But so I'd say overall it was a pretty good day and and uh I did you know start off with praying and and uh journaling I'm gonna really try to journal through this uh past so I could you know speak to the wonders of what Yahweh is doing and how he's you know working in me and working in my life and in those around me that I pray for. So I want to be able to, um, you know, capture all that in my journal and not just, you know, try to remember all the great things that he did and, you know, his wondrous work. So it was a, a good scripture and and showed a great sign of humility. Thank you for that, Sam. Rock, you want me to take a music break real quick, or are you going to be coming along here pretty quick? No. <clears throat> I, uh, I can chime in. I, you know... It's cool that, you know, Sam pointed out, you know, the whole sackcloth and how they used to take, you know, dirt from the ground and rub it into their face and into their hair and just totally, really, really get on their on their knees and just cry out to Yah, 
in sorrow. And it's, you know, really before I even really understood that, because I didn't really start grasping that until I started watching, you know, Christian movies, or I should say Bible movies. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, these movies, you know, they, they would act it out. And I was actually physically, you know, you read the sackcloth and stuff and you just, yeah, okay, they did sackcloth, yeah, whatever, you know. But when you see a really good actor really on their knees and they're in the sackcloth and they have their face in the dirt and they grab their hands into that dirt and just start rubbing it all over their face and their hair and and they're screaming out to Yahweh in sorrow and, and sadness and, you know, teshuva. It really brought me back because I didn't know when I repented, you know. I didn't know that I was, you know, to do that. I didn't connect the scriptures to my reality. But I did get on my knees and I did have my face down towards the ground, close to the ground. In fact, sometimes I'd put my face right in the ground and I'd be prostate like David was at the temple door and I would cry and I would just cry and cry and cry and cry and cry and cry and I never thought it was ever going to end. There was a season of lamenting and I know what was happening. I was dying. The me that I was was dying. And it hurt like hell to watch him go. The guy I felt sorry for for so long. The little boy. that I always tried to encourage within myself, you know? It was me. I was the little boy, you know? But yet I was a man. And it was like such a, such an incredible three-year span. I was, you know, five years clean, six years clean, seven years clean. Those were the three years of lamenting for me. If I was to go through the seasons of the overcomer, if I was to go through, you know, my life story and I look at what I did when I came into a deep Pentecostal or, or really realizing what the Ruach power of Acts 1-8 and Acts 2 and 10 and... 19, what it really all meant. Because in 2.10 and 19, each one, they went into that teshuva. That doesn't say they did any sackcloth or anything like that, but the point of it is the sorrow that you experienced. Are you really, really sorry? 
Are you really sorrowful? How meaningful, how real do you get with Yah? You know, this this uh, first day of this Daniel fast <clears throat> is uh, it's a sacrifice already. You know, everybody's talking about the coffee. I I don't really understand the coffee part. Somebody said it in an article somewhere, so the girls are really up on the coffee part. I I don't know, you know, but um, I guess if coffee is something I'm supposed to do, um, I don't know. I got I to gotta figure that out. But I know that the fast is not necessarily about the foods, although we are going to get healthier, and it does say that in Daniel, in the book, that we're going to get healthier if we just eat the vegetables, you know. And we've come so far with all of that, you know, of putting the right things in our bodies. But the fast for me is is really, this is the 21 days before the renewal of my covenant. with my wife and I want the Ruach experience of fasting to be the most important and the most powerful part and any time that you're you're in a fast if you've ever done one for any long period of time you should find yourself in some major times of being on your face really, really crying out, really, really dying out. And that's the main thing that I remember is those people in the movie outside of sticking dirt on my face and head and outside of putting sackcloth on. Everything else looked very much like those guys crying out. In sorrow, asking for mercy or chesed, asking for grace or chasan, chanan, asking. For his berachot, to be on you because you know you don't deserve it. You're humbly going saying, I don't. I'm I've been a horrible, rotten, dirty, no good, blah 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 guy. And uh yeah, it it was the deepest season of lamenting. And I really, it's where I connect with Jeremiah 
because he was the weeping prophet. And I was someone who cried a lot. I had a broken heart. And, you know, it was, uh, it was right before my first marriage that I was getting confronted by my AA sponsor, my NA sponsor. I had several other people in the program. They were confronting me about my codependency. They were confronting me about my sexual sins and my fornication and that I was a sex addict and and all these things were getting thrown in my face. I'm five years clean, right? I was five years clean, but I was still such a slime bag. I was still such a really bad person. So the drugs were gone. Yeah, okay, great. Drugs are gone. But I had all these other things in my nature that were so evil and when I started really seeking Yah in that time of that six months, what was significant during that season, because it was about six months before I had I had gone with literally no sexual activity. I literally went to not be with someone. I didn't want to have a girlfriend. I didn't want to have anybody in my life. I wanted to really just seek him. And that's when I got filled with the Ruach HaKodesh. That was when he filled me. He filled the void that I was thinking I could get from another human being. And he came in. Love stepped in. He filled me up. And I was so overwhelmed by it. I just couldn't stop crying. Oh, I had joy too. It was kind of a drunken time in the Ruach. It was the new wine. I just laughed or I cried or I laughed or I cried and I'd run and I would jump and I would dance and I was so overtaken by Ruach HaKodesh. It just... And I'd be out talking business to people and I'd have to tell them about him. People would ask me where I got my excitement from. Where do you get that all that energy? Where do you get it? Where do you get it? Well, what is I going to do? Lie? He really was the Acts 1-8 power that came into me. And when that power came into me, it was like that song by Skillet, Feel Invincible, Feel Invincible. I felt so much power in me that I felt invincible, like nothing can stop me now. And it was a season of, of 
him pouring himself out in so many really cool ways. I mean, financially, all these things shifted. I I shut down my rock and roll business because I didn't want to play music that would promote sin. And, you know, I lost a lot of money. I had a big income with that for a young guy back in the in the 80s to make that kind of money in the 80s. It was it was ridiculous, you know? And I, uh, and it was something that was fun in the beginning. But when Ruach came in, it was something better and it was more fun. Talk about him and to be in him and to see him in me. And so I, I really, this whole, sackcloth thing you know it just really brought me back and the first time I watched those movies and it was like wow the way those guys are repenting the way those guys are on their face that's like I was man I remember that and I guess all I can say you know today is is I I do still get on my face I just do still cry out to him but I've never had a season like that season. That was the biggest transformation in me all at one time, which is what Marissa and I were talking about earlier about, you know, her writing down all the things that Yah has been improving in her in this short season of time. And she's got a big list as she shared tonight. There's quite a few things he's already doing. And honestly, I believe he's just getting started. And if she'll submit herself, I saw her the other day on Shabbat. I had to confront her on something. And the next thing I knew, I turned around as I was walking through the the area and I saw her on her hands and knees with her face down, eating carpet, you know. And... uh I know if someone will do that, that the Ruach will take them all the way. If if a person will just really humble themselves, it's going to take you all the way. It's so great. He'll do things for people that I know I can't do. I'm just a man, you know. I can encourage him can counsel them, I can rebuke them, I can, you know, hug them, I can pat them on the back, I can smile at them, I can motivate them, I can do so many things, he'll work through me, the Ruach will speak to me and through me to get to people and wise counsel and everything else, but there's nothing like getting on your face before him. And letting it just take you like this big daddy. You crawl up into his lap and and he just wants to hold you. You know, 
that I played the songs. By mercy me. If I could just sit with you while. If you could just hold me. Moment by moment. That song was an important song because when I went through another time of crying and crying and lamenting because it was like a death when my first wife went back out to drugs and went back to sin and walked away from Yah. I grieved. And it was like a part of me died to watch her backslide. I wasn't happy about it. I was so sad. And I would never want to see anyone once they've tasted of the the Shamaim gift. Ever turn away? But yeah, that song came out around that time by Mercy Me, and I played it over and over and over, and I just cried and I cried because I just wanted to crawl up into his lap. And I re-looked at that whole subject again. And being in your father, your Abba, being in his arms as he just holds you. There's actually several songs written about him holding us. And uh, it's a similar similar feeling when you're down on that floor face down eating carpet you just feel like you're kind of being held is that also that one song called held right can't remember who does that one they're all so true that's so real it's like he just wants to connect with us in that deep way And he's waiting for you tonight. Just go to him. So I'm going to challenge you all. Do it. Go there. Cry. I know there are things inside many of us that hurt really bad. And we should just let him catch all the tears and collect all the tears because there's a cleansing that goes on in that washing as they come out. Your soul is cleansing. You're getting more free. And believe it or not, 
When we are weak, he is strong. Yes, Yeshua loves us. Yes, Yeshua loves us. He will come to you in your weakness. He will come to you if you just get all those walls that you've been trying to hold up, try to be so tough. Just let all the walls down. Just let them in. He'll come into your weakness and he'll make you stronger than ever. Stronger than you ever thought you could even be. Meet him there. Meet him there. Hallelujah. Well, hallelujah is right. Um, kind of got engrossed in that one. Uh, thanks for sharing, Rock, is kind of a, uh understatement. Um, doesn't really go far enough. We're going to break for music, and when we come back, we will... Uh, Hit up the JFTNA. And Marissa, if you could get uh, the whatever prayer ready to go, that would be great.
rod and thy staff. They comfort me when I'm beat down, broken. Hold my heart when it's split wide open. Turn these eyes to my soul protector and break the will of this born destructor. for our problems and see that we are equally responsible for our solutions. Some of us well accustomed to leaving our personal responsibilities to others may attempt the same behavior in recovery. We quickly find out it doesn't work. For instance, we are considering making a change in our lives, so we call our sponsor and ask what we should do. Under the guise of seeking direction, we are actually asking our sponsor to assume responsibility for Maybe we've been short with someone at a meeting, so we ask that person's best friend to make our apologies for us. Perhaps we've imposed on a friend several times in the last month to cover our service commitment. Could it be that we've asked a friend to analyze our behavior and identify our shortcomings rather than taking our own personal inventory? Recovery is something that has to be worked for. It isn't going to be handed to us on a silver platter, nor can we expect our friends or our sponsor to be responsible for the work we must do ourselves. We recover by we recover by making our own decisions, doing our own service, working our own steps. By doing it ourselves, we receive the rewards. Just for today, I will accept responsibility for my life. 
and my recovery. Hallelujah. Amen. Marissa, are you there? Hallelujah. Okay. So thank you for reading that. I'm going to read the whatever prayer. I'm going to pray it out. Rejoice in Yahweh always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Adon is near. Worry for not, but in all, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to Yahweh. And the peace of Yahweh, which surpasses all understanding, shall guard your hearts and your minds through Mashiach, Yeshua. For the rest, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is righteous, whatever is clean, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, if there's any uprightness and if there's any praise, think on these. And what you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, practice these, and the Elohim of peace shall be with you. That was Philippians 4, 4 through 9. And I have a prayer request if someone could pray for our... um, Donald Trump, as whoever knows the situation, if we could pray for him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Abiyah, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for Schlack Rock's obedience in drawing this all together and holding on to this vision that you've given him for so long. We just pray a special Baruch down on top of him that the anointing continue to remain strong, that you strengthen him, that you shore him up as he walks in you. Abba, we thank you for the line. We thank you for the hearts and minds that were present here. And we ask that you put a better chot out on them as well and keep them coming back. Strengthen them in everything. Abba, in the name of Yeshua, we just pray for our president right now. Yeah, you know that in wickedness and unrighteousness, his property at Mar-a-Lago was raided by a demon-inspired attack set in place by the U.S. Justice Department and Attorney General Merrick Garland. Abba, in the name of Yeshua, We ask that your justice would be delivered on those that were the designers of this attack. Abba, we ask that mercy be shown to the FBI agents who are just following orders. Abba, we pray that Justice would be done on Christopher Ray, who is the director of the FBI.
Avi, you know what they're looking for. You know the guilt that is on President Trump's hands. And you know that he has more than likely repented to Shuva. of his life before he knew you. Abba, you elevated him. We pray for your hedge of protection around this great man. Whether he is a, whether he is truly Galal Talmudim, Nazarim, or not, we don't know. We can't judge, but it appears that your hand of protection has been upon him and you have a hedge of protection around him. Ah, but we just pray that that continues. Yeah, we pray shalom over President Donald J. Trump. We pray for a red wave as we go into this primary season. Abba, we pray that you would bring this nation back to right standing with you. Because we have heard the call to repent. We have heard the call to know you better. And Abba, if one man backed by your kavod and your Hanan can cause a city-state to repent in sackcloth and ashes like Jonah did, then you can cause a nation as expansive as the United States is, to repent as an answered prayer to the hearts and minds that are echad in this line for your purpose so that your love could be known. Abba, we ask that it be done. In the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. And Yamin. Leila Tov, everybody. Shalom. Rest in peace. Rest at peace. We pray, Yah, willing that we'll hear your wonderful voices here again at 737 Eastern Standard. 637 Central, 437 Pacific Standard. The phrase, prayer, decree, and declare. The only way to start your day is with the creator of the next Yom, the one and only Elohim Yahweh. Hallelujah. Little told. Good night.